listening to Tassie Encounters on Faith FM and we're coming to you live from Tasmania right across Australia. Each weekday at 9am you can hear what the Bible says about past, current and future events. You can learn how to study the Bible more effectively. You can get to know who God is, why we're here and where we're going. And you can experience personal encounters with Jesus. I'm your host, Jason Cook, and today we have Peter Watts back in the studio. Welcome, Peter. It's great to be here, Jason. Good morning, everyone. Good morning to you, and it's a a little bit of a rainy day here in Tasmania, so we're encountering just a bit of wet weather. More than a bit of a... (laughs) When I arrived this morning, it was a bit more torrential, and I was just waiting. Is there going to be a break in the rain that I can make a dash? The rain has fortunately backed off a little bit. It has. If if you hear a little bit of rain in the background today, that's because it's heavy, or we've had some heavy rain, and we might have some more. But nevertheless, well, Peter, what have you been up to, or what are you going to be up to coming up? Okay, so the, um, well, I've been uh, busy speaking and doing Bible studies and um, things like that. But this coming weekend, um, I'm travelling to King Island, which I'm quite excited about because I've not been to King Island before. So uh, looking forward to that. And King Island, for those that uh, don't know, if you look at a map of Australia, right down the bottom there is Tasmania, which is where we are on the island of Tasmania. And then to the northwest, uh, well, uh, well, north of Tasmania on the west side is King Island, you have Flinders Island on the east side, uh, and it's in Bass Strait. And um, I'm flying out there Friday uh, to do some uh, speaking and teaching on uh, the weekend and then coming back. And we do have a little uh, church congregation over there. I think, yeah, the, so hello uh, to anybody on King Island that might be listening today. Is it Curry, the uh, the main town? I there? believe it is. Mm. I believe it is. So I'm looking forward to going there. You, I think you've been there before. I have many years ago, around about uh, what did I say, forty years ago. Um, it's been. A you long don't time. look that old, Jason. <laughs> it's been a long time since I've been there, but uh, yes, uh, my father used to go out there every now and then to do some Bible studies and. Um, yeah, I, I do remember a bit of the island. I remember it's fairly flat, apart from down south. There's uh, a few more rocky bits, but there's some really nice parts as well. Mm-hmm. Okay, so terrific. I hope you have a great time over I'm there. I'm sure I will. I'm looking forward to meeting a bunch of people there. And you'll be flying on a fairly small aircraft, so I hope you enjoy that as well. Well, I hope the weather's good. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. Um, today, Peter, we're continuing our series, A Light in the Dark, mm. and... Uh, Last time we talked about, is God a killjoy? Mm-hmm. Um, do you want to give us a, a one-sentence recap of that? Uh, well, yes. So all this, this, this series is called A Light in the Dark, and basically it's taken from the Bible where the Bible says, uh, your word is a light unto my path and a lamp unto my feet. The light is coming from God's word. So we're taking some fairly standalone messages. They're under that broad umbrella. And last week we looked at, uh, is God a killjoy? And that is to say that many people think that God is against all the things that they like to do uh, and have fun with. But we discovered that God is not actually a killjoy, but he opposes all those things which kill joy. Mm. And so uh, God wants us actually to be joyful, we discovered. And we did uh, go through many of those things that uh, God has suggested that aren't good for us. So, Our lives are better without them. Yeah, for sure. I've discovered that by experience. <laughs> so you can go back and have a listen to those past episodes on our website. That's faithfm.com.au. Or you can download our app from the App Store. And we are just uh, speaking about this earlier. There's other ways you can listen to our programs as well. There's the... Tassie Encounters podcasts that do end up in the Apple podcast area. 
Um, you can also use this app called TuneIn Radio, which mm-hmm. is a, a great one. It works really well in the background. So if you do listen online a lot, TuneIn Radio, you can download that app, search for Faith FM Australia, and you can listen to us all day on your app on your phone. Well, regardless of where you are. I'm going to tune in some more. Yeah. Um, So today, Peter, supply chain security. Tell us a little bit about that. Mm. So I put together this um, message. I actually shared this message uh, a few weeks ago. And um, supply chain security, I guess uh, there's been some supply chain issues Mm. in the last couple of years, what with COVID and so forth. And we still see some of that from time to time where you can't always get what you need. I remember being in Cairns uh, in January this year and there were some empty shelves uh, of different things. And so um, we we have this network that we have created where um, a lot of the stock that ends up on our supermarket shelves, uh, they, they try not to store too much mm. in the warehouse mm. because uh, they don't have the room to store it and it costs money to store it. So yeah. they have it delivered and, and it ends up on the shelf. And eventually it goes out of date. Yeah, and that's yeah. right. And then if, if the trucks stop coming then very quickly you notice that the people don't stop coming. They come in and they buy and they take it off the shelf and the trucks stop coming and they don't have things to replace them with and quickly the uh, the, sh- the shelves can empty. And we see saw a lot of this, of course, during COVID and I'm sure many people will remember uh, the scenes of the fighting in the aisles over the toilet paper. Um, and, uh, you know, a lot of time, you know, what was fascinating about that was... Um, there were people there, you know, thereafter you found, I know people who were collecting toilet rolls in, to, in, in order to, to deliver them to people who might not be able to get to the shops. Well, that's a reasonable thing to do. That's a reasonable thing to do. Mm. But I, I, you sort of, you know, things like bread, pasta, toilet paper, things like that became in short supply because those supply chains mm. were breaking down. Mm. Uh, and we've seen this from time to time. And not just the trucks, of course, you know, the, the we live on an island uh, in Tasmania, but even if you're in Australia, you live on an island and uh, we rely on a lot of things coming to us by boat mm. um, or by air and we've seen this extended uh, also through the ukraine war as well because there's yes. been certain products that ukraine produce most of the world you know most mm. of the world supply even um, when we're talking about the fuel yeah fuel the that, that uh, thing called whatever it is the blue stuff <laughs> that they put in diesel um that's that comes from ukraine and that's been in short supply and then there's fertilizers my brother's in the agricultural industry so there's fertilizers that have been in short supply don't so. they supply a lot of grain as well in and ukraine? grain yes and yep. that uh, unfortunately they've been able to get some of that out so. yeah so yeah. so all these things so what it, i think what it demonstrates to us is that um the the uh, economy the the chain of supply uh, is a little more fragile than perhaps we had imagined. Most of us have, uh, you know, I've lived in Australia nearly 30 years. Mm. It'll be 30 years in December. Wow. 30 years in December, I landed in Perth. Uh, hello to all our friends out there in Perth. Yes, we've got Naomi we know, listening. She's we know somebody's listening. Hello, and uh, David, both from Western Australia. That's terrific. Yeah. So, so um, yeah, you know, I remember uh, we, we call this the land of plenty or the lucky country, and certainly for the most time part that I've lived here, it's been a wonderful place to live. Mm. And you can get what you need when you need it. 
um, and you know we, we we take that for granted, but um, it's not always uh, been the case, and it won't always be the case. And certainly, COVID has, has taught us that. And so the question is, you know, what do we do in times like that? Uh, where do we turn? And um, you know, in some of the uh, some of the headlines that we saw over the uh, last couple of years in. Um, the Western Australian uh, earlier this year, in February this year, they had this, the uh, headline "Supply Chain Chaos," uh, where you know they had pictures of empty shelves and the like. The um, there was uh, floods that cut off the Nullarbor, you know, the the, the road that um, mm. you know heads out towards Perth on in Western Australia, and floods cut that road and cut off supply to Perth and of course Perth is I think the most remote capital city in the world it's a long way away it's um we are also remote down in Tasmania here but uh, that's right but, for a different reason yeah because you can't drive here on a road that's it <laughs> for a different reason well actually that was brought home to us as well because um when we had a uh, a family crisis and there was a death in the family uh, we thought, right, need to book the boat, get on over, and no, you couldn't book a boat for about two or three weeks or whatever. So even that was uh, interesting. Mm. But, you know, what do we do in such circumstances? There was another uh, headline um, last year in The Guardian where uh, it said a global supply chains crisis could last another two years, Export experts warned. So that was in October last year. So, again, we are still seeing some of that. And I suppose for me during covid Probably the one thing I couldn't get, I, I wanted to get a new camera for my computer, a new webcam, because mm. we were doing all of those Zoom. They were all sold out. <laughs> all those Zoom meetings. And not only were they sold out, they, they weren't even in the country. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, the boats weren't going to be coming for a while and so forth. So mm. it's interesting that we've sort of experienced this. And, and you think about this from the, from the perspective, you know, in the Bible, they used to conduct sieges when, they were, when a, a, a king wanted to conquer another territory. Um, and we read about one of these sieges in the book of Ezekiel, actually, where uh, King Nebuchadnezzar of Babylon went to um, lay siege to um, Tyre, the city of Tyre, uh, for 13 years. Now, I think about that, and I, you know, if you cut off the supply of fuel and food to a city today, how long would that last? Mm. Would it last 13 years? Oh, I don't think so. <laughs> you know, I'm not sure about that. But um, So we see this, and um, the Bible does tell us in Daniel chapter 12, verse 1, that there will be a time of trouble. Maybe you could read that for us, Jason. At that time, Michael shall stand up, the great prince who stands watch over the sons of your people, and there shall be a time of trouble such as never was since there was a nation. Even to that time, and at that time, your people shall be delivered, every one who is found written in the book. I love this verse. There's so much in this verse, and mm. uh, we're not going to unpack it all now, but after the break, we'll come back and we'll unpack that, and then we'll look at some more verses about how God provides for his people well we've got a question for you as we go to a break have a think about this what was your greatest fear during covid and how did you overcome it we'd love to hear from you today text us in on 0488 this is goodness of god by meredith james I've been held in your hands 
from the moment that I wake up until I lay my head, I will sing of the goodness of God.
Encounters on Faith FM, and this morning we're talking with Peter Watts on the topic of supply chain security. And we asked you a question before the break What was your greatest fear during COVID, and how did you overcome it? And uh, we'd love to hear from you. Text us in on 0488880891. Now, Naomi from Western Australia texted us in and she's got something here that I'd love to share with you. She says, uh, actually, during COVID, I was not afraid. During COVID, I woke up. I had three dreams and came back to God after being away since I was 14. And I used the lockdown times to be alone and studied the Bible and listened to online sermons. Wow, that was a great use of time. Mm. And you were mentioning uh, while uh, we were listening to that song, Jason, that you know some people did use that time, mm. you know, to get closer to God. And mm. and I think that that is uh, precisely what God wanted us to do mm. during those times. Mm. Beautiful. Thanks for sharing, Naomi. Now, uh, we just read Daniel ch- uh, chapter 12, verse 1, that mm. uh, both warns of some troubled times ahead, but also gives us this promise of deliverance yeah. for those who are found written in the book. Yeah. So, yes, so the Bible doesn't shy away from the fact that there is trouble ahead. Mm. Uh, there is a storm coming. And, you know, we've had some uh, crises uh, in the world in our lifetime. Um, you know, you go back uh, a little over 20 odd years and you had the 9-11 uh, war on terror uh, and, you know, the the, the global uh, change that that brought. And then, of course, uh, there was the financial scare of the GFC uh, in 2008, um, where we recognized that, you know, global finance markets might not be as stable as we want them to be. Um, and then, of course, COVID uh, as, as another one that came out of the blue, changed the world dramatically overnight, it seemed. Mm. Um, and so I think these are all, um, you know, the breezes of the hurricane, if you like, uh, are being felt. And um, the Bible does says there will be a time of trouble such as never was. And I think when people read that, they think... Uh, they get afraid. Mm. There's a fear factor here, right? Mm. And I think that when people see this supply chain uh, issues and the the supply chain chaos that we saw uh, in some places and, you know, that that fight in the aisles over the toilet paper, this is driven by fear, I think, a fear Mm. that how am I going to survive if I don't have the the essentials or the things that I'm used to? Uh, people are afraid because change is coming. And so um, this Bible verse in Daniel 12, it does tell us that there will be a time of trouble, but it, it, it there's comfort in the verse. Mm. It says Michael shall stand up, and in a previous program we've discussed this, that we believe Michael to be none other than Jesus Christ. Mm. And he's going to stand up, and it says, and at that time, your people shall be delivered. Mm. So this is a, a time of trouble such as never was, but it's also a time of deliverance. And it's, uh, it's, it's God that we want to focus on. It's that deliverance that we want to focus on. You know, we can endure just about anything if we know there's hope. And, of and, course, we've got so many examples in Scripture that uh, where people went through difficult times and were delivered. Yeah, and we're going to look at, at some of that. So, for instance, um, just springboarding off that, many will um, perhaps remember 
hearing about the ten plagues that fell on Egypt. Maybe mm. some people have heard the or seen the Ten Commandments movie with Charlton Heston and so forth. But they, uh, those plagues are described in Exodus chapters 7 through 12. And what's interesting is that there are ten of them. Mm. And we've actually talked in some detail on this subject in another program called The Seven Last Plagues that we did in our series Searching for Certainty. But uh, interestingly enough, in the book of Revelation, there are seven last plagues, but in Egypt there were ten. Mm. And the first three were generally nature, that they sort of fell on anybody who happened to be there. Um, so, you know, we could think of that maybe as a little time of trouble. But the seven last plagues of Egypt only fell on the enemies of God's people. And what is interesting about that, you can read about this in uh, Exodus 8, 23, uh, 22-23. It talks about the fourth plague, the plague of flies. It says that God made a difference. Mm. Uh, and so whilst the flies were a plague to the, the lost, uh, God protected his people. Uh, the fifth plague, it says that uh, the plague of the livestock, God made a difference. Um, there was a plague of hail, but not in Israel. Um, and then there was a plague of darkness, but Israel had light. And then, of course, ultimately there was the death of the firstborn, and God's people were protected because they were under the blood of the Lamb. And so there, you know, there's a lot of symbolism, of course, in this literal teaching of the, the the ten plagues that fell on Egypt. But the point was God was with his people through that experience. Mm. And he's promising to be with us again. Indeed. Um, and that's that's important too. So there's a couple of verses uh, that we want to focus on. You've brought one up there, uh, Jason. It's Psalm 118, verses 8 and 9. I'll get you to read that. It is better to trust in the Lord than to put confidence in man. It is better to trust in the Lord than to put confidence in princes. All right. So first of all here, it's con contrasting trusting God with confidence in man. Now, these verses aren't talking about, oh, you shouldn't trust a person, right? It, it, what it's really saying is that you shouldn't put your life in somebody else's hands. Mm. Uh, I think during COVID, for instance, uh, and in fact, in many crises, whenever you see a disaster occur, people are often saying, well, what is the government doing? What's the government going to do? Um, and we have to realize that, you know, I, I sometimes feel sorry for politicians, not often, but sometimes I feel sorry for politicians because we kind of believe the notion that they can solve anything mm. or they can do anything. Ultimately, they're just people. They are really, <laughs> they are people trying to solve very big problems. Yeah. And what I've noticed in terms of politics is when, when there is an election, you have people making big promises and when they are voted in, they're voted in on a wave of optimism. Mm. But then so often they are unable to fulfill, not because they don't have a desire to do so, but often they can't fulfill their promises simply because the, the challenges are too big uh, and they require a bigger response. And what these verses in, in the scripture are telling us that we need to put our, our faith in God because human systems are going to break down. They have in the past. And they will into the future. And we need to put our faith and our trust in something much bigger. And, um, yeah, so it, it's, it's telling us that. There's an interesting little passage here I wanted to read from the book of Acts. Uh, this is Acts chapter 12. And we'll read uh, verse 20 to 24 if you'd like to do that, Jason. Now Herod had been very angry with the people of Tyre and Sidon. Sidon. How do you say Sidon. that, Peter? Sidon. Well, I always say Sidon. But they came to him with one accord, and having made Blastus, the king's personal aide, their friend, they asked for peace. 
because their country was supplied with food by the king's country. So on a set day, Herod, arrayed in royal apparel, sat on his throne and gave an oration to them. And the people kept shouting, The voice of a god and not of a man. Then immediately an angel of the Lord struck him, because he did not give glory to God, and he was eaten by worms and died. But the word of the of God grew and multiplied. So it's a, it's an interesting story. It's a very fascinating story in the scripture in the book of Acts. But the, the fascination is it is it's clearly it's talking about there is a spiritual battle behind what's going on yeah, in the day to day life here. And the point I wanted to point out, it says um, they asked for peace with this king because their country was supplied with food by the king's country. In other words, they were reliant on this secular power to provide for their needs, and so they were going to side with him and even to the point where they were calling him God mm. instead of recognizing the God of heaven. And uh, obviously there were dramatic consequences for that. But I, I, I think, like I said before, often when disaster strikes or there is a, a privation, a need, we will look to the government and we'll say, come and say, why hasn't the government done something? And I think that we need to recognize that human agencies are limited, and God is the ultimate provider and supplier. That's interesting. During the week, this is a little very quick quick aside just before we go to a break. I've been studying the book of Daniel again, and I know we did it recently, but um, it's really come to mind that uh, in my studies that the king, Nebuchadnezzar, they were considered like gods. Oh, yes. Yeah. And they took the uh, perception of being like gods, and so I think sometimes we treat our politicians a bit like gods they can solve everything but sometimes not yeah that may be true it's actually quite a contrast isn't it you've got uh fallible mortal human beings who we turn into gods Hmm. and then when god himself comes he becomes the humblest of humans Hmm. which is really quite a contrast it is our question today what was your greatest fear during covid and how did you overcome it Text us in on zero four double eight double eight zero eight nine one. This is Mark Bishop with I'm in Good Hands. When I feel alone, I'm not really alone. When I feel dismayed, he says, Don't be afraid. When the world around me changes like the shifting sands His word still stands, I'm in good hands When the nights are long, He sees me through When it hurts, He says, I've been there too to think that I don't worry, but I sometimes do. Though He never fails to see me through, I know I'm in good hands when the night is long, when the valley's low, when I'm not that strong upon that cross. They were 
see He made the lame to walk like me And the very hands that offer hope to the lost Are the same hands nailed to that cross I know I'm in good hands When the night is long When the valley's low And I'm not that strong upon that This program is made possible by the support of Adventist World Radio. You're listening to Tassie Encounters on Faith FM, and today we're speaking with Peter Watts on the series A Light in the Dark, and uh, we've been talking about supply chain security. Now, we did ask a question, what was your greatest fear during COVID, and how did you overcome it? And Margie Grant um, uh, has shared with us that uh, COVID was just a fact, and uh, really we she just heard it, and because she lives in a rural area, that she said she had peace, and she spent time in the garden and uh, didn't travel much from home, so it was much less pressure than those who lived in the bigger cities. And I think we experienced that down here in Tasmania too, that because we're a bit isolated from the rest of the world, we had a pretty easy time of it, really. Mm-hmm. We had a few lockdowns, but not for very long. Yeah, Maggie also mentioned there because of her total trust in God. Yes. That she had peace. And I, I missed I, that. Sorry. Yeah, no, no, yeah. that's that's. I, I really appreciated her, her texting you, so thank you, Maggie. Yeah. But um, I, we want to turn to Proverbs 3. That's exactly because, where we're going now. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly where we're going right now. And uh, maybe you can read that, Jason. And this is Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge him and he shall direct your paths. All right. So trust here is important. And trust is not uh, something – trust Trust is deepened over time, right? Trust is deepened when you get to know somebody. The more you get to know them, the more you know whether you can trust them or not. And um, I guess it, it – it, um, tells us about the importance of the relationship mm. with God. That's the thing, is is it's not just knowing that God exists, but actually being able to trust him based on your interactions with him over a period of time. And so, you know, one of the things that I was thinking uh, in relation to the, the, the uh, trouble that is coming, the trouble ahead, the time of trouble such as never was, is when that trouble comes, we want to be prayed up. What does that mean? That that mm. means that we want to have a regular interaction with God so so much that it's commonplace for us to talk to God and, and we we know God is there, we know God is near, we know God is with us, and so we have this relationship that's been built up over time so that when a crisis does come, 
the first person we call is is God, um, that he's our first port of call, and we talk to him every day. And so, you know, what, there's a number of verses that we want to have a look at in this section and through to the end of the program, really, which is promises of God uh, about how he will sustain his people and will provide for them. In uh, Psalm 49, verse 15, the question is asked by God. He says, can a mother forget her nursing child? And he says, they may forget, but I will not forget you. Mm. Um, and so the text is Isaiah, not Psalms. But what did I say? Psalms. I'm sorry. Isaiah 49:15. Our next text is from Psalm. Yeah, yeah. So Isaiah 49:15. That was he's saying. You know, can a mother forget the nursing child? And he says, mm. they might even forget, but I won't forget you. And so God is going to remember us during such times. I think there was a verse you liked in Psalm 55:22, Jason. Yeah, because it tells us to cast your burden on the Lord, and He shall sustain you. I love that uh, mm. that passage there. That uh, and, and Jesus said it too. Come to me, give me your burdens, and I will give you rest. So pack up that, your troubles in your old kit bag and, and give them to the Lord. <laughs> that's it. I think that's uh, a great promise. That um, but and He shall sustain you. Mm. Sometimes we worry and. Uh, uh, we don't need to if we if we can trust in God and we put our trust in God. And I think that that is a day to day experience. If we, like I said, this is so important. I've, I've spoken before about the importance of the daily devotional life, the daily connection with God. We talked when we were doing the study on the Book of Daniel, the fact that Daniel prayed three times each day, and that was his custom from early days. Mm. Um, and if we have this relationship with God, where we're talking to Him on a, a daily basis, and we realize how big God is. You know, you look at the size of the universe and God made it and he's bigger than that. Uh, that our problems, there is no problem too big for the Lord. Mm. And uh, I think when we know God as a personal friend and we are being directed by him, as we talked about in that previous verse in Proverbs, then we can have that peace because we know God's in control. We know God is um, rolling out his message across the globe. We can be a part of that and uh, he will sustain us. Um, the Bible tells us in Hebrews 1.3 that he upholds all things. And so he's the one who is holding it all together. Without God, it would all fall apart. Mm. And I know my own life, uh, without God, my life can fall apart. And so um, somebody once said, uh, you know, if you've got a Bible that's falling apart, it's probably owned by someone who isn't. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> in other words, the more we use that Bible, the the more we wear it out. Well, yeah, I've had two Bibles of the same make. I got it replaced because it fell apart. Now I'm not trying to say that I've got it all together, <laughs> but I'm just uh, trying to say here that um, our Bibles do often fall apart, particularly ones that aren't made so well. So, well, we, you know, <laughs> the whole point is we we are meant to read them every day. We yeah. are meant. The God God says, you know, give us this day. Jesus said to give us this day our daily bread. And uh, that's what we need. So um, there's a lovely verse I like in Philippians 4.19, which is a promise that I, I enjoy. And my God shall supply all your need according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. Now, this is interesting. So we're talking about supply chain security here. And it is God who is telling us uh, that, you know, Paul is writing. He says, my God shall supply all your wants. No, all, all your, your need. all your fast food, <laughs> uh, all your Coca Cola, or your soft drink. No, it says mm. I should. God shall supply all your need according mm. to His riches in glory. And so, uh, I want to touch on this a little bit. Uh, it's not a bad idea to practice some self denial 
in our daily, weekly lives where we have access to all the things we want, Mm. but we choose to practice self-denial in order to build uh, character, really, Mm. to to be able to say, I can uh, live not Um. for immediate gratification, but I can delay that because it's a self-control kind of, uh, you know, attribute where we can develop better self-control. Because I think, you know, one of the things people were panicking over of the uh, the empty shelves is, I need it now. I need it today. I need it this minute. Mm. And um, in reality, most of the time we don't. Mm. And, um, you know, if you think about uh, fasting, for instance, is something that is often mentioned in the Bible. Uh, sometimes there are, are people calling for a fast when there's something to pray for or something that's important that's coming. But Jesus spoke of it as a normal part of the Christian life. And he said, mm. when you fast, don't do it to show off to people and say, hey, look, I'm fasting, but rather do it in order to practice self-denial and to rely upon God for strength. Mm. And, uh, of course, Jesus fasted for 40 days. You know, I, I, you know, want to, uh, this, this, this particular program we're is not, not about fasting. We're not advising people to go and fast for 40 we're days. We are not advising. I, I did know, I did know somebody who fasted for 30 days. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I don't think it was, um, I don't think the experience was, uh, particularly enjoyable. Uh, but what I, I would like to ask people is when was the last time you fasted? Mm. Uh, now I'm talking mainly to believers here from the perspective that, um, you know, this is something. This is something of a spiritual discipline, right? Um, but we are also finding out that there are scientific health benefits to intermittent fasting, and so uh, we're not saying that anybody should go out and fast for forty days. But the reality is, Jesus did, and he relied upon God during that time. But I think what he, what we can learn from Scripture is that we can learn how to practice self denial. God is going to supply our need but not always our wants. Mm. And so, you know, if I don't have food today, will I die? No, I won't. But, uh, you know, I think if I can develop an attitude of I'm going to be reliant upon God, I'm going to trust that God will provide, mm. um, I think that's a healthier uh, outlook than panicking when we don't have everything we want. And I love this uh, next verse you chose here in proverbs twenty five twenty one. it says mm. if your enemy is hungry give him bread to eat and if he's thirsty give him water to drink it's interesting isn't it that uh, this this uh, turns on its head the idea of self-preservation it's saying hey even our enemies we should feed Absolutely. if they're hungry and uh, and give them because i guess too if you feed your enemy if you give them uh, something to drink, maybe they won't stay your enemy. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Well, I like. I think it was, maybe it was Abraham Lincoln. I think who said the best way to destroy your enemies is to make them your friends. Mm. And I, I do love this passage in Proverbs twenty one twenty five twenty one. Um, if your enemy is hungry, give him bread to eat. The the notion here. I mean, I remember seeing a program on sixty minutes uh, a few years ago now, where it was talking about wealthy people who were buying up 
places around the globe and building bunkers, mm. essentially, mm. Uh, so, you know, providing for themselves mm. in a time of trouble that they could see w- was possibly coming. And so um, is that what we're meant to do? Is that what God wants us to do is to, to build a bunker and start, you know, storing up cans of beans? I um, think that this this uh, tells us that that's not the case, um, that this this is if we have food, we should share it. And uh, that's the attitude God wants us to have. And, of course, we did see many people looking after others during that difficult time as well. And I think that's a beautiful thing. It really was. When uh, people, you know, look at their neighbours and help them, they, you know, went to get groceries and dropped them off. And, you know, we had people dropping uh, fresh uh, veggies and fruit and things off at our door. And, you know, it's a beautiful thing. It is. When you can uh, experience that. Our book offer for today is called Hope for Troubled Times, How to Thrive in a Shattered World by Mark Finley. Fear, worry, stress, these emotions can overwhelm and consume us. They fill our minds with unanswerable questions. Discover what Pastor Mark Finley, sorry, discover with Pastor Mark Finley that we can have hope as he shows us that we have one who is larger than our fears um, bigger than our worries and greater than our anxieties by our side. <clears throat> and here's practical, down-to-earth, real solutions to our problems. So straight after the break, we'll give you the code for this. But right now, this is Paul Zach and uh, Liz Weiss with I Will Never Leave You Alone. comes a marching like an army and you hear all the pounding of the drums where your cries for justice come up empty when you ask in weakness Lord how long When they sing with their creeds and confessions with blinded eyes and hearts of stone, when they paid no heed to your oppression, I will
listening to Tassie Encounters on Faith FM and we're finishing up our program with Peter Watts today and the topic of discussion has been the supply chain security. Before the break we offered you a book or we told you about a book that we're going to offer to you. It's called Hope for Troubled Times by Mark Finley and it's a great little book. It's a small one, How to Thrive in a Shattered World. We've got uh, plenty of copies to give away today. So text in this code, LIGHT and the number 3, L-I-G-H-T and the number 3, no spaces. Text that into zero four double eight double eight zero eight nine one. Right now, Peter, we've got a couple more verses that we'd like to mm. read before well, we're finishing up. There are many, many verses mm. in the Bible that talk about God's promises to his people, that I will never leave you nor forsake you, that he's going to be with us, and particularly through a time of trouble. Um, and that's you know what we were reading back there in Daniel, that through that time of trouble, God's people will be delivered. And um, so we want to read some of those promises to encourage us to know that God is there and that we can call on him. So in Isaiah 33, 15 and 16, we read these words. He who walks righteously and speaks uprightly, he who despises the gain of oppressions, who, who gestures with his hands, refusing bribes, who stops his ears from hearing of bloodshed and shuts his eyes from seeing evil, he will dwell on high. His place of defence will be the fortress of rocks. Bread will be given him. His water will be sure. Mm. Sometimes people will say, you know, your bread and water will be sure. This is a promise of God. And this is where it comes from, where God is promising that he will care for his people. I've looked at the scriptures and it seems to me that God is saying, I want you to care for people. I'll care for you. Mm. In other words, we, you know, rather than have a selfish motivation of self-focus, self-absorbed, he wants us to focus on others mm. and caring for others. You know, where we talked about giving uh, bread to the hungry. You know, if your enemy is hungry, feed him. So mm. God's saying, you look after others, I will look after you. And uh, that's a beautiful promise. Even in Malachi 3.10, and this is really about um, bringing tithe to the storehouse. And back in biblical times, of course, tithe was food food and drink. Yeah. You know, it wasn't dollars and cents. It was actually, um, you know, produce. But um, take, a, take a read of that. It's Malachi 3.10. Bring all the tithes into the storehouse, that there may be food in my house. And try me now on the, in this, says the Lord of hosts. If I will not open for you the windows of heaven and pour out for you such blessing that there will not be room enough to receive it. All right. So God is saying here, he's saying, trust me. Mm. Trust me. If you do what I ask of you. It's almost, almost test me. Even. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Try me in this yeah, and, me. and he will open the windows of heaven. So he's, he's wanting us to acknowledge that he's the source of all good things. And when we acknowledge that and we return to him a faithful tithe, that he will pour out the windows of heaven. He will open the windows of heaven for us. So God has, God has not got a shortage. Mm. There's no supply chain issues with God. God has an abundance, mm. right? And he can provide even when it seems impossible. We see that time and time again in Scripture where God finds a way. And so our, our task is to... Um, to trust him. Mm. And, um, you know, another passage here is Isaiah 55, 1 to 3. Ho, everyone who thirsts, come to the waters, and you who have no money, come, buy a deet. Yes, come, buy wine and milk, without money and without price. Why do you spend money for what is not bread, and your wages for what does not satisfy? 
Listen carefully to me and eat what is good, and let your soul delight itself in abundance. Incline your ear and come to me. Hear and your soul shall live, and I will make an everlasting covenant with you, the sure mercies of David. Mm, I, I like that part where it says you're you know, why do you spend your wages on what does not satisfy? Mm. And I think about the world we live in today, Jason, where it seems like, you know, if you if you are a news watcher, you know, whether you're looking at the news on a, a favoured website or, you know, still still some people will watch the six o'clock news on TV. Um, there's a lot of bad news and it seems like, you know, there's there's more trouble uh, every day. And uh, I think that some, you know, and at the same time, we have uh, at our fingertips more entertainment than we've ever had in our lives. Um, but and I think part of that is that we are wanting to take our minds off the real world. We're wanting distractions. We're wanting to escape. We're wanting a virtual world because the real one is too, you know, too much to contemplate. Mm. And uh, I think but in the long run, these things don't ultimately satisfy. And God is saying, come and buy, uh, you know, bread and wine without money and without price. He's going to provide for our needs. I also want to remember that um, when we think of the mission of God today, which is to share his word, his truths with, with the world, uh, it's very much like the mission of Elijah. Mm. And, of course, Elijah lived at a time when there was great apostasy, great turning away from God. Um, from people who had known God. So this was King Ahab, king of Israel, and uh, he was uh, leading the people into corruption. And, um, uh, you know, Elijah has a message from God, and then he has to flee into the wilderness. Hmm. And God feeds him. And uh, I think we've got a passage here, uh, 1 Kings 17, 2-4. Then the word of the Lord came to him, saying, Get away from here and turn eastward and hide by the brook Cherith, which flows into the Jordan. And it will be that you shall drink from the brook, and I have commanded the ravens to feed you there. I mean, this is an amazing verse. It is. Elijah goes into this wilderness area. He's fed, uh, sorry, he drinks from the water from the brook and ravens feed him there. I don't know about you, but ravens don't bring me food. They don't. They sometimes come and take it away. <laughs> yeah. You know, if you've ever, if you've ever um, put seed on the ground, you'll know the birds come looking for it. Um, and I, I, I think I've shared this story before. One time I was uh, eating a sandwich on a bench at Manly in Sydney. And there was this flock of seagulls around. There was a seagull hovering over they, my shoulder. They can be and very he, aggressive. He came down and took a bite out of yeah. my sandwich and flew off. I thought that wasn't nice. But um, it says here that the ravens fed him. Mm. And obviously God had sent them. Now, you know, this is this is supernatural. Mm. Ravens don't do that. They mm. don't come bringing food for people. Mm. And so God had arranged for that. And what I'm saying is God has a way of providing for us that we can't yet contemplate. You know, we, we don't know how God is going to do us necessarily in each instance, but God has ways and means. There's a passage that I like to read from a book called Cold Porter Ministry, page 114. It says, Our Heavenly Father has a thousand ways to provide for us of which we know nothing. And I think that's a fabulous uh, sentence. And, of course, we see um, many other promises of God. There's one in uh, Isaiah 26.3 that I want to read. Isaiah 26.3. It says, You will keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on you because he trusts in you. And here it links those two things. If we have trust in the Lord, we have peace. Mm. 
We have peace of mind. And then finally, we're going to read this passage from Matthew 6, 31 to 33, I think, 34. Yep. Therefore, do not worry, saying, what shall we eat? What shall we drink? Or what shall we wear? For after all these things, the Gentiles seek. For your heavenly Father knows that you need all these things. But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added to you. Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry worry about its own things. Sufficient for the day is its own trouble. Mm, So there really is where we want to land. Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all the things we need will be added to you. God will provide for his people. Mm. It's a beautiful passage, and uh, it's actually the theme of our last song as we go out. We're not going out just yet, but uh, have a listen to the words of our last song. It's called uh, Do Not Worry. Um, Now, next week, what have you got for us, um, Peter? So next week, we're going to look at a topic born this way, and we're going to talk a little bit about the nature that we're born with, um, how that Uh, what problems that has for us and what God has planned for us. Born this way, we're going to talk about next week. Awesome. Well, do join us with Peter next week. And, of course, tomorrow we've got Facets of Faith with Daniel Mateo and Carmelina Bacchino. And uh, they're going to be talking about the rule. I'm assuming that's got something to do with uh, the commandments. Um, And remember our code for today. It's a beautiful little book, Hope for Troubled Times. We'd uh, love you to claim this book today. It's a beautiful book. You can give it away to somebody if you, you've read it yourself. Uh, light number three, L-I-G-H-T, and the number three. Text that into zero four double eight double eight zero eight nine one. Well, thank you for joining us today. Thank you for those who texted in. We love hearing from you, and uh, we do hope that God is with you today and you feel his presence with you. We know that he looks after us. This is Ellie Holcomb with Do Not Worry. See the birds that are singing in the spring air. They're giving everything they need. They don't worry where their next meal will come from. They don't worry about a thing. So just look around you and try to listen to the song creation sings. Don't you worry cause you're in the hands of the God who made everything See the flowers in their colorful beauty They're dressed better than a king They don't worry about what they should wear, no They don't worry about a thing So just look around you Try to listen to the song creation sings And don't you worry cause you're in the hands of the God Who made everything Because you're you're not a bird and you're, you're not a flower You don't have petals or wings But there is good news, you're worth so much more God who made everything So when 
dreams that they might bring. Try to remember that you're in the hands of the God who made every single.